This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, we're moving on to week two of the NFL season here. Um, you know, it's it, it was a rough week last week, but we're going to move past it, right? We're going to move past it. The Bills are playing the Vegas Raiders at home for the home opener. So, you know, you can't really complain. Um Jimmy G coming into town. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I sh- should just ask any more lingering thoughts you have on the loss from last week, any clarifications that or you know, light bulbs that may have gone off in your head since we last talked on Tuesday. No, I think, um, you know, as the bills are doing, they're moving on to week two. I think we're going to move on to week two. I think it's tough. Still a little bit looking back at that game, knowing that you're playing uh, a very good opponent. I know they had Zach Wilson in the game, but I think the Jets are a good team, and it's a road team. You're on the road. You're in a divisional game. Those are very hard to come by, those wins, and they kind of feel like you gave one away. Is It's a little bit different football. In, in hockey, you could blow a lead in the third period, but there's 80-some-odd games. Baseball, we see all the time of blown saves in the ninth inning. and Yeah. Even they have – in baseball, you only have 100 more opportunities – in football, the margin of error is just so so low in football of only 17 games where every game just means so much. to bl- And to blow a tough road divisional game, a game you shot, probably should have won, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. But listen, the Bills, last time they lost the opening game of the season, 2021, we, we, all, we all know what they did week two the following week to the Miami Dolphins, 35-zip, so... Yeah. Hopefully that kind of bounced back this week against. I remember uh, we, that we lost to Pittsburgh that week, right? We were at that game. We won. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So very, I, my, very similar game. Very very similar game. Other than there wasn't, I I, I could be mistaken, but I think Josh only had one turnover that game on the strip sack from PJ Watt. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a similar game where the offense just looked really bad and the Steelers' offense looked pretty crappy, but somehow they found a way to get twenty three points. Right. And if you don't remember, later in the year. 
the Bills did happen to play in one of the greatest games of all time in that divisional round. Potentially so, a coin toss away from from the AFC Championship. So again, another reason. Let's not let's not freak here. There's no need to to worry. Go doom and gloom. Um, they're ready to move on. Dig said he's he's even tweeted out he's ready to move on. He's he's good to go. I think the Bills are going to have a bounce back week. And if you have Josh Allen of fantasy this week, watch out for a 40 pointer. And, you know, I, I think, I think that might be coming. I think the revenge tour is coming. So without further ado, let's break down this upcoming game a little bit here. Um, the bills again, play the Raiders at home. Like as mentioned, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's first season with the Raiders. Um, Tom Brady, isn't he, a, isn't he a part owner now or a minority owner? Minority owner. Yeah. 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 He made his return to Foxborough the other day. Um, you know, it's at, it, this is one of the few one o'clock games the Bills have too. So take it in while you while it lasts if you like the one o'clock <laughs> slates, uh, because then they go to four twenty five in prime time for a majority of the season. So I'm just I'm looking at the the odds right now for Bills Raiders, and it's struggling to pull up. But the Bills are favorites, so uh, I mean that's not that's not a question. I know they're favorites. Do you the know Bills, those specific lines? The Bills are eight and a half point favorites. I think they were close to nine in the beginning of the week, so they dropped a touch. Uh, but I mean, it's, it still shows you that Vegas still respects Bill, the Bills as one of the best teams in the NFL. And mm-hmm. uh, while Vegas had a really nice road win against Denver, it shows that I I don't know if I was impressed by either team in that game. Seventeen sixteen, just kind of a meh game. So. I think Vegas is one of the worst teams in the conference, to be honest with you. And this is a game that the this is a, the definition of a get right game. Yeah, I think the Bills have a real opportunity here to, you know, get the get the juices flowing, get get themselves going again. Because, you know, as we saw last week, they weren't firing on all cylinders at all. The defense was, but I'll say this too with the Vegas injuries as well. It seems like Jacoby Myers, who was. I mean, you can make a case their best receiver uh, on su- last Sunday, even with Devontae Adams caught a touchdown. I think he might have caught two touchdowns, actually. Um, he's probably going to be out of a concussion. Chandler Jones, of all his personal thing going on, you know, one of their better pass rushers is probably going to be out. Jimmy G has a little bit of an ankle injury. He's going to play and same thing with Adams with a foot, but they're probably not 100%. So you're really getting Vegas at a premium, uh, premium time right now, and – Another reason why the the Bills should really dominate this football game. Yeah, so you were right. Bills are eight and a half point favorites. The over under is forty six and a half, and then the money line is the Bills are minus three eighty, and the Raiders are plus three hundred. So, um, you know, it it's the Bills are favorited. I I don't know. Would you take the over or the under in this game? Forty six and a half points. You think the Raiders are going to put that up to match the Bills? I think I would take the over because I think the Bills are going to be able to have one of their better offensive games of the year. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is a potential 35-plus point game for the Bills. And at that point, you need the Raiders to score, what, like 10, 14 points? So, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, take, I would take the over in this one, even though the over really hasn't been cashing um, this year. No, it is not, Be- mainly because most of the top-tier teams in the AFC are um, – they, they struggled. Uh, but anyway, looking at this game – is there anything specific from the Bills that you think, other than like the offense playing better, mm-hmm. right? That's that's an easy, that's a general answer. Anything specific you want to see from the well, Bills? I think I think there's three things to really focus on as a fan watching this game is 
One is the matchup of Max Crosby. Crosby. Wow. Crosby. Crosby. We're making he's, new players here. He's 98 for the Raiders. Big dude. Has a lot of tattoos. Very easy to see. Lines up on the left edge of the defense against the right tackle, Spencer Brown. That's a matchup to look at because that dude's a game wrecker. And the, you guys see what kind of – do they have a tight end over there? Are they chipping? Is their back coming over and uh, helping out the tackle too? Are they leaving? Are they uh, shifting over the offense line of that side? Uh, I would say the second thing to look at, too, is Dalton Cade played a lot, and same thing of Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. The Bills were really successful throwing out of 12 personnel with the double tight ends. Like, Josh is very accurate. I would like to see them throwing out of the 12 personnel that um, Kincaid gets a little bit more air yards. I think he, like, it was, in, it was very inefficient how many yeah. routes he ran compared to how many air yards he got. It was like 0.13, I want to say, because he had four catches for 26 yards, but 20 of those were after the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Which is very promising as well in its own in its own. Well, right, so. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's a little it's a little bit of both, but I think mm-hmm. it's more promising just because it was the first game against an elite defense. I don't think the Raiders yeah. have the linebackers or safeties to cover them. So I think when, you know, as a fan looking at when they have, you know, Knox and, and Kincaid on the field, can they throw the ball a little bit more effectively down the field? And also, can they run the ball more effectively? Because the Jets were countering the double tight ends with a nickel corner, which means you should probably be able to, instead of having a third tight end, third tight end, a third linebacker, they had another defensive back. And really, you know, having double tight end, you should be able to punish, you know, the Jets for having a light box. They were unable to do that and were very unsuccessful. Uh, running the ball. So that's the second thing to look at. And then I think the third thing to look out defensively is kind of the role of Taylor Rapp, what's going on with Taron Johnson, and is are we potentially going to see a little bit more three linebacker base personnel and who's going to be the third linebacker? Is it going to be Dorian Williams? Is it going to be Tyrell Dobson? Because you saw on the big run, they would sub out Taron Johnson for Taylor Rapp. And then you had Taylor Rapp on an offensive lineman, which was a mismatch in favor of the Jets and they took a van. So I don't think they should use Taylor Rapp in that role. I think that was a mistake that the Bills made a couple of times and they got really burned on it on run defense. Uh, and so I think you may see maybe the Bills get a little bit bigger here, bringing in Dorian Williams, who had a really good preseason. Because as you know, the Ra- the, Ra- the Ra- Ravens and Raiders <laughs> combined, uh, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last year, had a, had a very bad game week one. And I think they're going to try and get him back on track. So that's a, that, that's a matchup to look at. So those are the three. Your As three fans, big things. Maybe without looking at the ball, you could kind of tell like personnel and matchups what's happening. Yeah. No. So yesterday, I, uh, I I believe Ken Dorsey took the podium and mentioned that you know they were holding Allen back from running. Um, like that was the plan. They wanted to limit that. Do you see that changing for the rest of the season based on? the performances because i i think this game they're going to just let them let them go um i feel like when you do that if you try and limit that that's a competitive edge you're taking away from the offense and yeah like he can throw it too absolutely but you know the the choices he made were i think influenced by the you know let's not run it as much let's let's throw to receivers you know even though there was 20 yards open on that first pick and then he decided to throw it down the field he, he decided not to run it do you think that like, you know, kind of played into effect and they're going to be like, okay, we need to, we need to revisit back to running and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that'll happen? No, I know because, well, there's a reason why you brought in Damien Harris and Latavius mm-hmm. Murray, you know, kind of take that, that short yardage uh, kind of back out of Josh's. So you don't have to use Josh for the more hits. And 
you still saw that on Monday him taking very unnecessary hits. I think for me, it's it's not more. Oh, they need to you know get more design runs for Josh to loosen them up. It's just hey man, you gotta trust the guys around you. Like there's a reason why we signed a a new basically got a new interior offensive line with you know Osiris Torrance and um, Connor McGovern. There's a reason why we got you Dalton K. There's a reason why we gave the keys to, to James Cook. I mean. There's reasons why the Bills did this. I think Josh just has to trust his guys. And, you know, yeah. McDermott says this all the time of doing your 111th. I think, in you know, yes, there's games where Josh has to do more than mm-hmm. just that, like to, to be to win. But we saw it on Monday where if he just does his job and does just does the standard quarterbacking, he doesn't have to be special. You know, yeah. We said this all the time from Mahomes. Like Mahomes has games where he's not special, but you see at the end of the day, he has three touchdowns, 220 yards, and they're winning by 20 points. Right, because like, they've kind of taken that. I feel like they took that. Not not they didn't take the dog out of him, but he used to do the same thing as Allen. He used to be the hero and doing everything where, like you said, now he does have games where he's not the centerpiece of the offense, but you know, he's, he's still putting up three touchdowns, 250 yards, you know, well, and still will rush for a little bit, but you got to spread the, the offense, wealth. The, the offense will always revolve around Josh. It's just that mm-hmm. Josh just has to trust his players around, trust his teammates around him. Yeah. If he trusts his teammates around him, he'll be fine. Like there was multiple times in that, in, in the Jets game where he bailed from clean pockets because mm-hmm. he didn't trust when the protection, you know, there's multiple times where he just didn't let balls go you know, to Diggs, even to Diggs or Kincaid or whatever. So I think for Allen, it's more of you don't have to hit a home run every play. It's all right. To, it's all right to just swing at the ball and hit, you know, to, a base hit to left field. You don't have to hit a 450-foot home run every play. I think that's kind of the problem with Josh is that ever since, you know, he was probably a kid, you know, playing community college, playing at Wyoming, they don't have great weapons, playing early in his career with the Bills, like, He's. I feel like he's had this mindset where he's he's got to prove it and he's got to be the offense. But now I think when you get older, you can't be the offense because the hits add up, and then we yeah. we you know with the mental errors, they're starting to add up as well. And listen, Josh is not Joe Burrow. Josh is not Patrick Mahomes in the sense of yeah, Josh gets in his own head, and I love Josh, but Josh is one of those quarterbacks where it feels like if he makes a two critical mistakes the third one you know is coming right around the corner mm-hmm. you know even as a bills fan we could be we could be real no, about we could, that. We could like, be honest yeah like the third mm-hmm. interception you could tell surprised. after you see well it was well i wouldn't say the third interception was a surprise the fumble was not like once he threw the third pick it was like oh this is how this game's gonna go josh josh needs to learn how to how to hit the emergency break and reset and yeah. i think i think yeah, he gets in his own head too much that's also a thing i think he well. just needs to needs to trust the guys around him. If he trusts the guys around him, the Bills will have an incredibly successful season. If not, the Bills will still have a successful season, but it will be quite the headache for all of us. Yeah, I would like to point something out as well. You know, we mentioned the four turnovers, three interceptions, right? One fumble, he should have just fallen on. I do recall uh, a team that made it to the AFC Championship, their star quarterback, who's now the highest paid individual in the NFL, threw four interceptions in his, his first outing last season as well. So, I don't think it's again. We'll move on from it because there's no listen. There's no reason to uh, no. You know, no reason to overreact to week one. There's no reason to say Josh not only quarterback anymore. But Josh has. It is okay to admit that as 
great a quarterback Josh is. There are flaws had, in that game was not he good. Has flaws, and mm-hmm. he has flaws that every quarterback has has a flaw. No one is perfect. It's like no one is perfect in life, but no one is a perfect quarterback. And Josh's flaw is sometimes his greatest strength, yep. which is as LaShawn McCoy put it. He does some stuff that mm-hmm. no quarterback dares to do, and when mm-hmm. it works out, that flip to Latavius Murray, mm-hmm. those scrambles that he has, like it, it's amazing. But yep. when he throws it fifty yards down, the touchdown to Stephon Diggs in the Rams game. Yep. Like when he's on the run, he throws the fifty yards down the field and he hits a dude. Dawson Knox in 2021, mm-hmm. like it's it's amazing. But then yeah. when he does it and it's uh it's a interception, it's annoying. So you're never gonna get it out of him. But I think there's there's ways to improve that and just trust trust your teammates better. Yeah, I think that 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 it's not everyone saying, oh my god, they gotta get in his ear and tell him to stop doing this. It's no. The simple message to him is because you don't want to get in his head. It's just no. trust your teammates. Trust yeah. your teammates because you were trusting your teammates fine. I mean, Josh, I think under Ridley had a seventy-one percent completion percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was throwing even the ball with very the accurately. three picks. <laughs> even with the three picks, yeah, they were moving the ball. You know, without the turnovers, they're probably going to get close to three hundred total yards of offense. That's a pretty good day against an elite defense. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something also people are forgetting. You keep saying elite defense. The Jets, it's not a walk in the park defense. You know, it's not like four or five years ago before Robert Sala took over. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it, it they are they're a good team and offensively and defensively. Their run game, they could play classic smash mouth football right there. And they did. All right. So, so, t- anyway. so again, the conversation back, maybe instead of Josh Allen centric to more Raider centric, I think mm-hmm. the the Bills, what they need to do to Jimmy G is what all teams want to do to take off Jimmy G's. And that's disrupt, disrupt his rhythm, rhythm, excuse me, mm-hmm. which is take away the run game with Josh Jacobs. And take away his first read. If you do that and you get pressure on him, Greg Russell, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Phillips, and Oliver had a pretty nice game. Like, if we could get a good game from the defensive line again, I think we're going to have a lot of success. It's going to be interesting how they defend Devontae Adams, especially if Myers is out. Renfro might get more of a look, but you have Taron Johnson, who's an elite slot corner. So it's going to be interesting uh, what they do there. But if they could control the line of scrimmage, and then against the the Raiders' defense, um, you know they have solid corners, but their safeties are pretty poor. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a uh, you know a couple bombs to Gabe Davis, like some deep shots here, right? Um, in this game, and then I just think they gotta run the ball successfully. There's a lot of a lot of times it felt like they ran the ball really well, and then they have that like two yard loss, and all of a sudden they're behind the chain. So the biggest thing for the Bills is to win first down, both defensively and offensively. If they can win first down defensively, you're going to cause them the Raiders to be in second and long. Jimmy G is going to have to then put them back on schedule right where you want them. And for the Bills, if you're in second and long, then you're prone to maybe make a big mistake. If you're on schedule, you you get momentum, you start getting some rhythm, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, the points will fly. So I, I think right. that's that. That's the, the last week's key was winning the last scrimmage, and winning the last scrimmage is, is key in every game. Mm-hmm. I truly believe this is a game where if the Bills just control first down, both defensively and offensively, this is this is a, this is a, a you know a go go back to the woodshed kind of game. Yeah, and I think we could see another Leonard Floyd sack easily. We can see Greg Russo get in there. Matt Milano, I think he's going to be a star in this game again. 
I think we're going to see him at first team all pro at the end of the season personally, but I think you're absolutely right. Just need to hammer it down. Stop Jimmy G's rhythm. Just slow him down. And on offense, you need to just produce. You need to, Josh needs to trust the players. The players need to trust each other. Like, you know, trust in your offensive coordinator too. just go out there and do what the play's supposed to do and let the magic happen. Cause that's when this team does it the best. When everything's firing on all cylinders, the pistons are pumping and the engine is moving. So what are your score predictions though? At the end of the day, what do you think the score is going to be before we move on to the, the slate for the rest of the, our five, our top five, 38 to 20. I think it's going to be 30, 20. I think for the bills, it's just, I think they're going to force a couple turnovers. I think they're going to dominate offensively against this Raiders team. I don't think the Raiders have a great pass rush other than Max Crosby. Obviously, he's a game wrecker, but if they could control him, take advantage of the weak safety play, I don't think they have great linebackers either, so they could really control the middle of the field. I think defensively, it is huge that Jacoby Myers is missing this game. The Raiders last week did a really good job against the Denver pass rush of nullifying that and giving Jimmy G a lot of time uh, to go through his reads, and that's why Jimmy G had a lot of success. Uh, I I think the Bills' D-line is significantly better than the Broncos' D-line, and I think that they'll take over the game, force Jimmy G in a couple errors. And I think you know the reason why Jacoby Myers is such a big out is because he's a guy that could separate very quickly, can get, get himself available really quickly to his quarterback, and the Raiders really attacked the number two corner on Denver last week. So it would have been an interesting test for Christian Benford, but yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a game where don't let Max Crosby game wreck and don't let Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs beat you. Let, you know, Hunter Renfro or Jimmy G beat you. Don't let their yeah. stars beat you and take care of the football. Yes. Get on first down. Yes. It, it's a, it's a big day. Take you want me to- care of the football? I'm going to, I'll hammer that home for you. Take care of it. it. I, I think we're going to get a big game from Don Kincaid. I think so, too. They One were, of the two tight ends, I think, is going to have two touchdowns. That's him and Knox, I think. I think, were combined targeted eight times. And I think I think that'll more than double this week. I'm telling you that right now. I, I think they're going to get to the 12 to 15. I, th- I think that those two are going to have – I think one of those guys is going to have a really big game. I think one each has a touchdown. That's what I'll say. I'll say I think – Well, it's a score prediction. Score prediction is going to be 42 to 21. I think the Bills absolutely stop the Raiders. And I think Josh Allen scores 40 fantasy points. I think he 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 makes people remember why he's a top three quarterback. He he erases from the memory the three turnovers or four turnovers total. Sorry. Last week, three interceptions. Completely, no one will be talking about that. Stephen A. Smith will have his foot in his mouth all week. So we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, 42 to 21. That's where. That's where I have it. I have them doubling the score. Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox each have a touchdown. The Bills, have done, the Bills have done very good off of wins, and Josh yeah. Allen's been really good off of really crappy performances. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe me, roll the highlight reel now. That's all I'm telling you. So 42 to 21, Dom's got 38 to 20. That's not too far off from each other. No. I mean, I think – I usually don't like predicting high scores because then you're going to find yourself like 17-14 midway through the fourth quarter. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think this is, this is a game where I just think the Bills' offense is going to dominate the Raiders' defense. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't trust the Raiders to put – I think if the Bills go on them early, I don't think trust Josh McDaniels to be able to rally the troops really. No. Um, I'm just 
Also, another advantage for the one more the quick thing before we move on, you know, the Sean McDermott and Josh McDaniels have done a lot of battles against each other, you know, with Josh McDaniels being the ex New England Patriot offensive coordinator. So yeah, uh, I think that's another thing to look for is that there there's definitely gonna be, you know, see which which guy gets more of an advantage. But McDermott, I think, is gonna have a good game plan to see what Josh McDaniels likes and uh, take that away. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Josh McDaniels, so I mean I don't know. I, not my favorite, not my favorite head coaching choice in the NFL, but I think they should have stuck with uh, the interim coach when Gruden left that one year. Uh, forget his last name, Basaccio or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Basaccio. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. He he rallied that. Whatever. I'm not even going to get. We're not on. We're not. We're not covering the Vegas Raiders right also, now. Also, fun fact: <laughs> first time ever the Las Vegas Raiders are coming to Buffalo. Yeah, it was the last time it was the Oakland Oakland Raiders, right? The only matchup that they've ever had was 2020 as, as Las Vegas, and the Bills took a fat dub on that game. Mm-hmm. That's where Josh Allen drew his shoulder, though. Yes, yes, it was. You're right. I think I see a big dub coming from this one, too, as you, as you know. But anyway, moving on. Go Bills. We're going to move on to the big slate. We're going to start out with the Ravens versus the Bengals. Dom, do you have the lines for this one? Handy. Yeah, I just need two seconds. because. All right, so the Ravens are playing the Bengals. It's a, you know, a nice divisional matchup there. I think we have that whole division today on the slate. Do we not? Yeah, I do. Three-point <laughs> favorites for Cincinnati. All right, three-point favorites for Cincinnati. I think that's, I don't know. Like, what, do you, what, are, your, what are your thoughts here? Do you think Cincinnati's going to take it? after Joe Burrow's performance and the offensive line's performance from last week, do you think it's a bounce back or do you think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens absolutely stomp them? I think the Bengals are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think for the Bengals, they've always seen them struggle in week one. They've always struggled with the Browns. Now last year, they really struggled with the Ravens as well. But I, I feel like this is kind of a situation where the Ravens are banged up. They lost their starting safety. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, their number one cornerback, may not play. Um, J.K. Dobbins obviously was lost for the season, so uh, maybe Mark Andrews plays, but he's probably not going to be a hundred percent. I I just really like how I, I just think Cincinnati is healthier than the Ravens, and I think that's if they were maybe at full strength, I would potentially pick the Ravens. But I just think health has to matter at some point, and losing your star safety a starting caliber running back and potentially your best cornerback when you're about to face, you know, a very good passing unit in in the Bengals. I think that leads me to pick the Bengals. I think it's going to be really close. I think Lamar and and Joe are going to have bounce back games because I think both, even though the Ravens won, uh, Lamar really struggled. And um, I think it's going to be like a 24-21 type of uh, game with Adam McPherson kicking a game-winning field goal as time expires. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you. I'm taking the Bengals partly because I want Joe Burrow to bounce back for fantasy football reasons as well. I think he will. But um I truthfully I think it's going to be down to the wire. Both of these teams are good. Baltimore does have some significant injury though. JK Dobbins, I mean that that's tough. I, he tore his Achilles last year too, didn't he? One of them. He was uh, he out tore, for a long he time. tore his ACL I think in 2021. ACL, ACL in 2021 and that was I mean, to have Achilles injuries, I mean, it's just the, those are tough to come back from. Even though Aaron Rodgers is very confident he's going to, they're very tough to come back from. So um, I'm going as to take note. 
as I can note, I did not tear. I have to go get a second opinion on mine, actually. So we're going to see what happens with that. We'll keep you updated. Could be, I could be recovering with Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins this season. But, um, no, I'm taking the Bengals. I think, it, like you said, it's going to be McPherson down to the wire, kicking the game winner. But I think it's going to be 17-14. I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I think it's two touchdowns max, and then we, we bring it we bring it with the field goal at right at right as time expires, as you said. So next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas city chiefs. This is, this is good. This is going to be fun. The Jags are from what I'm looking at right now, they're three point favorites. No, they're dogs. They're three they're point dogs. dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The plus is that plus means they're dogs. My boy. No, I'm looking at a different spread then because I'm seeing minus three and a half for Jacksonville or minus three I, for Jacksonville. I think you're on the wrong one. Cause I, all the ones I've seen, I say minus three for KC. Some of you say oh. minus three and a half, but no, yeah. that's are they in, Can- the they're in Kansas city, right? Nope. In, in, uh, in, uh, in Jacksonville, in, in the home state of Florida. Yes. I'm going to take the Jags though. I think this is a game where I don't know what to expect from injured Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, having him and Chris Jones back is huge, but what is Chris Jones snap count? What is Travis Kelsey snap count? Mm-hmm. Again, health kind of matters in these things, especially when there's two really good teams and, and the Jags are healthier at this moment. I really like what Calvin really brings to his offense. I really like Christian Kirk to bounce back against with the more gambler. Man You're right. More, the gambler is cooking. Yeah, more man coverage type of uh, of uh, scheme that the Chiefs run, I think, is going to work really well in their favor. I think this is also revenge. I think when you lose to a team in the playoffs, I think it just means a little more when you play them again the, the following season. So T-Law, I think, is going to play at a really high level, and I, th- I think the Jags get it done. It's going to be – to me, it's going to be a very – it's like a 31-27 type game. I think this is going to be high scoring, um, and I think I think – Christian Kirk catches the game-winning touchdown uh, late in the fourth quarter and uh, decides the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to pick the same teams as you here, but I was gonna pick Jacksonville. I think, like you said, Travis Kelsey coming back from a hyperextended knee. You don't know the extent of what he's been going through. Chris Jones is coming back, so that is a big factor on the defense. But I just think, like you said, losing to a team the way they did in the playoffs. That I mean. You know, the the Bills, we lost to them in division round in fantastic fashion as well. And I think there's some sort of not like you're not you're not out for blood or anything like that. But you want you want to win that game. You want to prove that you could win against that team. And I think Hungry Dog runs faster. And I think that's Jacksonville all the way. So Doug Peterson, we're going to see him go for it on fourth down a couple times, too. Well, yeah. And and to add to your point, I think Jacksonville really smells. I don't want to say blood, but smells an opportunity. Like yeah, the Chiefs are already zero and one. Jacksonville took Jacksonville, one of the few top teams in the AFC, took care of business and are one and zero. Yeah, heck, if they yeah. if they win this game, they're two and zero. Two and zero. Really, really, they're probably two and a half. They're two and a half games up on the Chiefs because they would have the tiebreaker in case they tied. So, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, this is an early opportunity for them to really make a make a stand towards the number one seed in in the AFC and. Again, revenge and, and that and health, I think, is going to matter. And T-Law being an elite quarterback, I think, can outdo Mahomes. And I think he'll he'll, he'll take the dub. 
But I think the gambler is going to run circles around the Kansas City. I, I hate that you call him that. Don't disrespect my boy like that. I'm not but disrespecting him. It's like are. it's, You're it's being a call sign. Beautiful. No, You're he's the gambler. Beautiful. Calvin the gambler Ridley. That's no, that's no who one he is. Calls him that than you. You only do it. You're only doing it to make fun of him. You know that. You know gambling. It's not to make fun of him. He's not my fan. Money. Many of my fantasy teams. I picked him up because mm-hmm. I thought he was a sleeper pick late. He was left. I had to. He's, he's no been way, great. Okay. What teams, what leagues for you? And he's a fourth round pick at worst. But okay, that, that, I'm not. I'm done talking about Calvin Ridley. On to our third game. Oh, no I league. didn't. I didn't give a score prediction here, pal. Well, you said they if were going to win. If you, <laughs> let, if you let me finish, I got. I got. I got to get my score prediction. Okay. I think the Jaguars win by ten points. That's a great score prediction. Yeah, I have the Jags. I have the Jags. It's going to be a weird game. It's going to be a weird game, but I have them beating the Chiefs by 10. So I don't right. I don't know what number that is, but they'll beat the Chiefs by 10. That's my score so prediction. The next game we have is I feel like we have to have this game because this, this team just beat the beat the Bills. Also, it's yeah. a team with the Bills. Are gonna, the other team is the team that the Bills are going to play at home, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So the Jets at Cowboys, the Cowboys are nine-point favorites. And for me, I think this is a game where the Cowboys are the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. But, I but think, you're going under. I think, the, I think the Jets cover the spread. I think this is going to be like a 20 to 14, 20 to 13. This is kind of like a touchdown kind of game. I just don't think, I just don't trust Dak not to do kind of what Josh did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not Josh did a little bit. What Josh did, I should say. What Josh did. Yeah, not what a Josh little bit. Did. I think Dak kind of has that potential to kind of you know, mess around and throw a couple turnovers, especially against this elite defense. I just don't trust Zach Wilson, and I think this Dallas defense is – honestly, I could say it. I think this Dallas defense is better than the Bills defense, and so I think they're going to – and they're more – I think the Bills, while they're trying to be more aggressive, didn't only cause one turnover with the interception. I think the Dallas defense causes at least three against Zach Wilson-led Jets offense. So I, I think 20-13 to 13, – I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle, and that's going to lead this the spread to be closer. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Dak will keep the Jets in the game. I don't think he'll single handedly give them the win like Josh did. No, I would agree with you. I think the Cowboys really came out and were like, "All right, we're here to play this season." So did the Jets. I mean, they really they didn't give the Bills a run for their money. They 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 took the Bills' money and and won the game. So I think, truthfully, I think the Cowboys, like you said, Dak might keep this interesting but the Cowboys win the game it's going to be a close one in my opinion like you said defensive battle I I 100% agree with that I think the Cowboys win it 24 to 21 I I think it's close I think it's defense heavy but also you've got some touchdowns coming from the offense you got CeeDee Lamb involved we'll see some takeaways it'll be an exciting game I think if you can watch this one you definitely should because I don't think they're putting 40 to nothing on them like they did the Giants but It'll be close. Both teams will get some points. Both teams will play some good defense. And I think, but I think the Cowboys will emerge victorious from this one. So next game, the next game is an AFC East matchup. The Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. And Patua had an amazing week last week. How, 450 something? What? 466. 466. That's what he said in his press conference. They someone talked to him about not being able to throw deep. He's just he just said 466 or whatever and then laughed. So he's feeling himself. The Dolphins had one of the best games you could have. Tyreek Hill 
uh, had a great game. They played, they fired on all cylinders. The Patriots gave the Eagles a run for their money, who we saw win last night on Thursday night football. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to say the Dolphins. I, this, this could be interesting. I, I truthfully think so. The Dolphins are coming in off a great week. The Patriots kind of feel like they can get it done. I think it'll be closer than we think, but I'm going to give it to the Dolphins still. Um, I, I have to give it to the Dolphins. I think they win 14 to seven. I think it's a low, lower score. I think I'm, I'm I, telling you, it's a freak low scoring game. Defensive play from Bill Belichick. That's what's going to happen. I think this is going to be a 20 to 17 Patriots win. And then they're going to pull the upset in Fox. Oh, I would love that. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why I have faith that the Patriots are going to be able to do this is because one, Bill Belichick is a defensive mastermind. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to allow the the Dolphins to do what they did against the Chargers, which like, I think the Chargers had gave up like 17 explosive plays, which just passes more than 15 plus yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers just had horrific defensive game plan. I think the Patriots being well coached uh, are going to have a good scheme uh, to slow down the Dolphins. Also, we saw the Chargers really probably explored a huge weakness in in the armor of the Dolphins defense of they really ran the ball down the throat of the Dolphins. And I wouldn't consider the Chargers offensive line to be complete world beaters. I think the Patriots offensive line, now I don't know the injury part that I have, but if they could get their starting guards back, um, I think they're going to have a real opportunity to control the time of possession, maybe get like 35-25 and control the game on the ground for Monjay Stevenson and, and uh, Zeke and I think Mac Jones will be able to kind of make enough plays other than the run game to kind of keep up with the Dolphins' offense. And I think I think they're gonna take it. I think they're gonna take it, man. Uh, at home too. I I like I like a good road dog. Every, uh, you know, a road. No, I'm sorry, a home dog every once in a while. Yeah, right? got the the home dog. Yeah, I I think this will be a good one to watch too. And for the AFC East, um, if the pay, if if we could. Have the Patriots win this one, that would be ideal, you know, for the AFC East standings at least to bring up divisional play. And, um, and you know, we, everyone could have the same record by the end of the weekend. It could be very interesting here. So, yeah, especially because um, I also think Josh Uche, if, if Armstead's not going to play and, and Matt Judon are going to have a better game than Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack did. So, yeah, right. So, next game, the final game of the slate. The Browns are playing the Steelers. This is a double header on Monday Night Football, by the way. So, what I for, I don't know what the game is before, but that starts at like seven fifteen. I want Saints say. Panthers or Saints the game Panthers. Before. Yes, and that's what week two last year the Bills played the Titans in the later slate, and it was actually I think it was the Vikings and the Eagles playing each other. Um, that was the second game, or the second game. We were the first game. Yes, so there was a double header last year. They're doing that again this year. Um, divisional matchup. We've got the whole, we've got the Ravens in there as well. Um, I think in the Bengals, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think the Browns really stomped Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They've had his number for a while though. He's, he has not won a game against the, the Browns and, you know, Deshaun Watson is back and playing well, it seems. So, um, I don't know. And, the Steelers got stomped by the 49ers last week. So this is kind of a bounce back game for them. Um, if anyone bet the Steelers off of preseason looks, I, I just, I'm sorry for you. I really am. I that's, it's just rough, but um, 
I, I'm going to take the Browns here, and I, I'm going to take that. I, I'm going to take it 17 to 14. I think they win by a field goal. I'm in another lower scoring game, but I think I think the Steelers might, you know, Tomlin on the defense might give them a little run for their money. But you yeah, know what? Maybe I, maybe 21 14. I'll do 21 14 by a touchdown. I'll change it. Yeah, I, I think this is a. I think the Browns are going to win. I, I yeah. am I am concerned about the Mike Tomlin effect, um, mm-hmm. about the potential Steelers bounce back, but. I think this Browns defense was so impressive last week. I don't mm-hmm. see how they let down against a very vanilla offense in Matt Canada's led uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Miles Garrett's just going to destroy the game. They have Zadarius Smith now. They have good interior defense alignment. I think they have just re- Jim Schwartz calling the plays, a really good aggressive defense. And I just don't see how the Steelers are going to be able to effectively move the ball offensively. Uh, I guess the thing that would concern me again would be the Browns would be two things would be, you know, you lose your right tackle for the season. So now your rookie Daywan Jones is going to play against TJ Watt, who just had three sacks and like two forced fumbles. So mm-hmm. that's a concern. And Deshaun Watson didn't look very good last week. And it's kind of like the biggest question mark. The roster is loaded. And the big question mark is the $230 million guaranteed money guy that you paid. That doesn't We don't know if he's actually good now anymore. So, yeah, um, he, he's the question mark. But I think 27-14, I, I think the Browns kind of roll. Um, and kind of make a make a statement going going to Pittsburgh and kicking the teeth out of the Steelers again. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for our betting on the Bills segment for the NFL wide segment. Any any closing thoughts here going going into the end here? Anything you got you wanna you wanna mention? Just praying for Josh to bounce back. Yep, me as well. Me as well. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast, Betting on the Bills 2023. I'm Joe Kelly. I was joined by Dom, Lawson. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.